Audio screenplay, Pinch, by Bruce Shane. Fade in, exterior, Mission District, San Francisco, sloping side street, sunset. The sidewalk is lined with duplexes and substandard apartment buildings. A fleeing burglar suddenly runs across our path. It is Pinch, 33, medium build, handsome. He is a professional pickpocket and burglar. An alcoholic. He always wears a vest. Overhead in the darkened sky, a police helicopter follows after Pinch beaming its spotlight down over the street. Pinch hops a white picket fence on the side of an apartment building. He escapes the police helicopter's pursuit. The police helicopter shuts off its spotlight and turns around. It flies out of view towards the evening sun into the distant clouds. Interior, suburban house, woman's bedroom, late afternoon, Pinch stands in a woman's bedroom that is decorative and frilly. Near a dresser he opens up a jewelry box, removes a necklace, and tries it on, models it in the vanity mirror, he pockets it. Opens the top drawer, rummages through it, and finds a small seashell-covered snap purse. He snaps it open, sees inside, four fifty-dollar bills. He takes the cash out, stuffs it into his wallet, dissolve to, exterior, suburban side street, late afternoon, clear sky, Pinch merrily walks down the middle of the street, passing upscale old houses, he glances around, and notices a Jaguar car in one of the driveways, it has an airbrushed picture of a purple nude woman on its side. Cut to, exterior, old Queen Anne Victorian house in disrepair, afternoon. It is a residential board and care facility for adults. The main entrance is at the back of the house connected to a large gravel parking lot. Interior, board and care kitchen, late afternoon, all the board and care residents are lined up through the kitchen. In the small office, the owner Nicholas, sits behind the card table, he is 35, Russian, casually dressed. He hands each person cash when it is their turn. It is their monthly spending money from social security disability benefits, their PNI, meaning personal needs income. Myrna, a frumpy short and stout Malaysian woman, gladly receives her cash. Nicholas, here you go Myrna. She replies, thank you. She walks back along the line, elated, to Lillian, oh my god. I got ten dollars more this month. Lillian, an oddly prim woman of German descent, moves forward, next to get her money. Entering into the kitchen is no name, last in the line of residents. He doesn't know his name because he has amnesia, probably caused by anemia from his diet and medical condition. He is 35 years old, white euro. Nicholas, here's your money for the month. Nicholas says his name, but it just doesn't register with no name. He takes his money, but still does not remember what Nicholas called him. Dissolve too, interior. Old wooden stairway, night, at the bottom landing of this dimly lit stairway, no name finishes counting his $100 in twenties and stuffs it into his pants pocket. He swallows some dry pills. And slowly walks up the steps. Exterior, grocery store on Monterey Boulevard, dusk, once more we see Pinch. He is exiting a grocery store carrying a plastic bag, 
he takes out a quart of bourbon, a small bottle of water, and five small packets of sugar. He stuffs the sugar packet into his vest pocket, and walks around the grocery store to the back alley. Exterior, black alley of grocery store, dusk, in the back alley pensioners a trash dumpster, puts down his water bottle and takes several swigs from the bourbon bottle. Time cut to, pinch drunkenly staggers around, drinking from the bourbon bottle. He finishes it off and tosses the bottle up into the dumpster. Clunk. Three male gang members, two Latinos and one white Euro strut around the alley corner, busy laughing, teasing one another. They notice Pinch leaning against the dumpster, Latino gang member one, hi. Mirel. Ha ha ha. They ridicule Pinch. Laughing. Pinch sees the gang members in a blurred double vision. He takes out three of the sugar packets from his vest tears them open, tilts his head back pouring sugar into his mouth. The Euro gang member approaches him, impishly behaving as if curious, he grabs Pincher's hand, and inspects the empty sugar packets. What's this? What are you taking old man? Sugar, you like sugar. That what you want? Don't your no sugar's not good for you. It'll rot your teeth. The up-close Euro gang member laughs, revealing several rotten teeth, gets closer in Pincher's face, like a drill sergeant, you like sugar, eh? Yeah? He jumps up onto the side lip of the dumpster, he leans over, and fishes around in the messy smelly garbage, aha! Let's see what we have here. He slowly brings up and lifts open the white cardboard cake box containing the remains of a layer cake topped with whipped cream. He steps down, takes a large handful of cake, threateningly pushes it toward Pincher's face. Here you go. This what you want? Sweets. That it. That it. He turns towards the other two gang members. This old guy needs his sugar fix. Latino gang member too. To Pinch. Come on man. Open your mouth. Take your medicine. Latino gang member one. Yeah man. Open up wide. The Euro gang member stuffs the cake into Pincher's mouth, smearing whipped cream topping over Pincher's face, Euro gang member, that's good, ah? Uh? Like that? Pinch makes a muffled noise. The Euro gang member puts his ear near Pinch's mouth, asks Pinch, Euro gang member, say what? You feel better now? Ha ha ha. He slaps Pinch, spins him around, here, let me help you. There you go that better. Is that better old man? I can't hear you. Pinch slowly continues spinning on his own, staggers, falls down flat on his face. Gang members point at him laughing, their merriment is interrupted when they turn to see a Jaguar car, same one Pinch saw earlier, speeding into the alley. Casey, 43, Latino, heavy set, a member of the Latino Mafia, steps out of the car, like a vigilante, Casey to the three gang members get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, or I'll, points handgun at them. The three gang members scramble away. Casey struts around victorious, yeah, I'm bad. Prances over to check out Pinch, who is still lying face down. Casey frisks Pinch. In Pincher's pants pocket he discovers a worn leather wallet, 
he takes out Pincher's cash the remains of his money, and flips through examining the wad. Casey, ain't this a surprise? My my my. You're sure can't judge a book by its cover. Mucho dinero, we have here. Smells like a birthday party with cake all over his face, and reeking of booze everywhere else. He puts the wallet in his own pants pocket. Then, using the tip of his shoe, lifts Pincher's limp body up a little off the ground, rolls him over, and drops him back down like a dead fish. Casey then struts back to his car, gets in, and backs it out of the parking lot. Pinch, in a drunken stupor, manages to view Casey's Jaguar, sees that same airbrushed purple nude woman. Mumbles to himself, she must be in love with me. That hetero breezy keeps following me around. His head flops down unconscious again, exterior, side street aboard and care, dusk, no name wonders the side street. He is suffering from his amnesia. Doesn't know where the hell he is. Walking he sees Eduardo, 24, Latino, standing near the driver's door of his Chevrolet Camaro, ready to drive it. Eduardo chivalrously bows to no name. His Camaro is his pride and joy. Eduardo, here it is. All finished. Are you ready? I told you when I had it running again I would give you a ride. He walks around the Camaro, opens the passenger door. No name nods mindlessly pleasantly in agreement and steps into the car. Eduardo walks around the Camaro, and proudly gets into the driver's seat. Interior, parked Camaro, side street, dusk, Eduardo, ah hey, what's your name man? I'm Eduardo. He starts the Camaro, drives up the side street, no name, ah, I don't know. Interior, exterior. Camaro, moving, dusk, the Camaro makes several turns onto roads, Eduardo, you don't know your own name. What are you high or something? The Camaro turns onto Mission Street, no name, no. Amnesia, I think. Exterior, Mission Street, dusk, Eduardo parks his Camaro on Mission Street in front of an auto parts store. Eduardo steps out, no name remains inside. Eduardo you got amnesia? No name, the food's no good at the board and care. Eduardo, I'll call you no name then. I'll be back in a minute. Eduardo goes into the auto parts store. No name steps out of the car and suddenly becomes dizzy, he drops down to his knees. Sways round and round, losing consciousness. Pedestrians gather around him, curious. Through this crowd comes Pinch shoving his way towards no name. Pinch still with whipped cream on face. Bends down, Pinch, hey? You all right buckaroo? No name faints, falling down flat onto the sidewalk, Pinch helps him to stand up, while also fleecing his pants pockets. No name is wise to him, hands his wallet to Pinch, no questions asked. No name, is this what you want? No name opens his wallet, gives him the contents, $100 cash. Pinch is intimidated and confused about being caught picking a pocket, surprised by it given willingly to him for a change. Here, take it. If that's what you want. No name hands over his wallet also to Pinch, 
who cautiously accepts both cash and wallet. Pinch is infused and a little surprised, while pocketing the wallet. This puts a new light on things. He puts his arm around No Name, his new extremely generous friend, Pinch. Musically, hey man, you're okay. Freak me out, like Santa Claus or something. How about you and I go get a drink together? There's a little club, a little place I hang out at, down the block here a little ways. You come with me. They walk up the block together, along the storefronts along Mission Street. By the way, Pinch is my name. I didn't get it from pinching pretty asses though. More like my talent in gently inconspicuously procuring tithes and donations from people whether they know it or not. You see, I was taught that the body is the temple of the soul. And every good member has to give. Giving equals living. Right? Expecting no name to respond with his name, Pinch cups his own ear with his hand, but hears nothing. Pinch happily strolls with no name, feeling grateful, he secretly inserts the stolen necklace into no name's pants pocket, a little gift of gratitude. Pinch. The Lord taketh away, and he giveth it right back. Ha ha ha. No name, I have amnesia, I think. From anemia. But one thing I do remember is that if you give too much then soon you'll have nothing left. They like to drain you of everything you have, so you can't even remember who you are anymore. Unaware that you're giving more than you really want to. Caught up in the spirit of giving. Mob mentality. Hell, caught up in the spirit of losing your mind. Receiving equals living too. Let's not forget that. If we just give 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 it's like throwing what is given to us back in God's face. It's taking that equals living. Giving equals living is hogwash. Pinch, wow! You can talk up a storm after all, can't you man? I'll be damned. Where did that come from? Well, since you dropped to your knees like that and you have amnesia, I'll call you Neiman. Oh yeah, look what's happening over there. There's some cracking hutches up ahead there, just waiting for us. My dear Mr. Neiman follow me and you'll be just fine. They approach a decadent, futuristic nightclub, called the Fluid Lounge, interior, Fluid Lounge nightclub, dusk, pinch and no name enter, pause, look at the innovative modern decor, college students dancing, dress code, upscale, assortment of faddish clothing, pinch gestures to no name, steps up to bar, finds two empty bar stools among a row of people, no name sits on a bar stool, Pinch next to him, on the other side of no name is Flo, 60, Italian, wearing a loose dress, and excessive jewelry, drinking a martini with citric juice. Next to Pinch, Jim, 52, white bureau, wears business suit, drinking fruity margarita. Swivel seat around, nods hello to Pinch. They are old acquaintances, Jim taking a break from the hustle and bustle, Pinch. Pinch leans over away from his bar stool, looks at young women dancing covered in the colorful computerized laser lights. Jim, from the hustle, but apparently not the bustles. Pinch, but like I was just telling Neiman here, that's not how I got my name. Not from pinching those beautiful bustles. Pinch's point of view, dancing girls asses wiggling, Pinch, lovely dear ears.
Viva la France. Jim hands Pinch a napkin, twirls his finger pointing to whipped cream on Pinch's face. Pinch looks in the bar mirror, wipes his face with napkin. No name looks at himself in the bar mirror also. The bartender approaches them from behind the bar, wearing retro future clothing. The dancing college students watch No Name and Pinch ordering drinks. The bartender begins mixing their drinks, flow, flirting with No Name, well hello there. Welcome to the Garden of Eden. No Name glares at her. I'm Flo. How do you do? You like the drinks here? Fresh and fruity. Jim, like Pinch right? Pinch, yeah, very funny. No name, the Garden of Eden is nothing like this. Flo, so sugar, where have you been all my life? No name, I don't remember. I have amnesia. Flo, do tell. She laughs. Then you're lucky. Because there's a lot of things that I'd personally like to forget. That's why a lot of people come to places like this. To drink their cares away. And you my dear friend are going to help me do just that. Flo stands, grabs No Name's hand, come on sweetie, show me what moves you got on the dance floor. Let's you and I trip the laser lights fantastic, she leads him to a remote spot on the dance floor. The bartender watches, while serving drinks on the bar counter. Pinch pays cash, grabs his tall drink, martini with citric juices. Stops to watch No Name, Pinch, to bartender, strange dude. Flo dances freestyle but No Name barely moves. The music stops, No Name escorts Flo back to her bar stool. Pinch hands him the freshly mixed drink, Martini Espresso, here you go Neiman. Drink up, enjoy. No Name guzzles down the Martini Espresso. Then peers down at the drink's tiny palm tree swivel stick. He is confused. Disoriented, he tries to figure out where he is. Flashing lights all about him, gyrating people dancing around him. No name, do I owe anything for the drink? Jim, no no my friend. It's covered. No name with his hands in his pants pockets searches to see if he has any money, forgetting that he gave his wallet to Pinch, feeling around inside finds stolen necklace. Lifts it out, gives it to Flo. Pinch is apprehensive, maybe that's not a good idea. But it's too late. She takes it. Good things come to those who wait. She is delighted, dangles it, examines it in awe. Flo, Lord Almighty, isn't this beautiful? Well, aren't you something else? Just pulls something like this out of thin in air. Oof, baby takes my breath away. No name becomes dizzy, begins to fall. Jim springs up, no name slides off his bar stool, and onto his knees on the floor. Jim assists him back up onto his feet. Whoa, dude. Looks like you got a jump on the evening, didn't you? Pinch stands, his drink is gone, Pinch, there's my man. On his knees again. Like he's gonna pray, or something. Mr. Neiman on his knees. Well, I guess he's had enough. We'd better be heading home. Jim steadies no name, trying to keep him balanced. Jim, home sweet home. It's time for me to take off too. You guys need a lift. Flo watches them exit. Pinch asks him, Neiman my man, where do you live? I don't know. 
I have amnesia. Yeah, so you say. You have amnesia. Well, since he doesn't know where he lives, I'll take him to my place. Jim, your place. You've got the place. No name regains his composure, walks without help. Flo looks at the bartender, with her necklace dangling in her hand. They both shrug, where did he say he was from? Exterior, Mission Street, late afternoon, pinch and no name wait near the garage's driveway. Jim drives his old Lincoln Town car up to them. Stop short. Screech. Jim, I never seen where you live, pinch. Pinch helps no name into the front passenger seat, elegantly shuts the door, and then slides himself into the back seat, pinch, there you go, Neiman my man. First class service. Interior, exterior, Lincoln car, traveling, early sunset, pinch, hey Jim. Will you go down Mission Street? Lincoln car travels southwest on Mission Street until it comes to a gun store, ho ho. Slow down a minute. Right cheer, right cheer. Pinch leans forward, eagerly looks out windows, sees Latinos and Asian pedestrians on sidewalk in front of gun store. Nah, never mind. This ain't no candy shop. Nobody around here flip it. Just keep on going. Get on Monterey, okay? The Lincoln car turns right on to Randall Street. Pinch, you know what I wish? I wish I was a hetero breezy. All you gotta be is cracking, and some stud with a good job to take care of ya. No name. Still woozy, what did he say? Jim, he wishes he was a woman. Ha ha ha. The Lincoln car turns left onto San Jose Avenue, pinch, it's not that I'm blue, it's just cracking women have it made. Pinch lifts out from under his vest his concealed martini espresso, one-fourth full. Jim notices this in his rearview mirror. What did you do? Pinch that, pinch. No name. Sleepy, hence the name. Jim, I didn't even see you swipe it. Pinch, and I didn't spill a drop. That's why I'm the master. No name. Sleeping, the master, yeah he's the master. Time cut to, interior, exterior, Lincoln car. Traveling on Monterey Avenue, moving, early sunset, pinch, some women just want a carpet liquor, no name looks through the windshield that showed ahead, what the hell did he just say? Pinch, yeah, everyone I ever met, scully man, all sweet swishers, pinch swallows a gulp of his martini espresso, they love it. Jim, sarcastic, yeah right. Jesus loves you pinch. No name, would you please tell him to shut up? Lincoln car turns left onto a suburban side street. Jim, smirking, pinch you just ramble on don't you? You ever listen to yourself? You know why they call you pinch? It's not because you're a master pickpocket. It's because you only have a tiny little pinch of brains. Are you capable of hearing yourself? Pinch continues drinking, they love the taste. Sure they do. They love it. No name is half asleep, what is he talking about? Jim, he's been talking about sperm. And I've had enough of this conversation. The Lincoln Town car nears Casey's house. We see the Jaguar is not there. No name, head down, is sound asleep. Pinch, well good, cause here's our stop.
You can let us off here, driver. Pinch leans forwards, pounds no name on his shoulder from behind, wakes him up. Let's go, Kuzo. Rise and shine. Here's where we get off. No name wakes up. Homophobic. Here's where we get off. Pinch looks questionably at No Name's groggy condition, right? Jim stops the Lincoln car. Annoyed, oh boy, you two are a pair, you live here Pinch. I thought you lived in the Jets or Highland. Which one's your house? Pinch steps out of the car, acts like a drunkard. Stumbles, falls, lies flat on his back in the street. His arms stretched out like on a crucifix. Jim, so much for the master. No name gets out of the passenger seat of the car. Pinch, which one's my house you ask? He stands, staggering around in the streetlight lit night, points with his upside down bent thumb at the different houses. Right over there. No, over there. Hell, I'm so perving wasted, I can't tell which one. Fakes laugh, ha 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 ha. Drunkenly leans over. His elbows resting on the car window sill on the passenger side. He slowly, shakily lowers his head down until more face to face with Jim. Well, thanks for the lift, Jim Bomey man. Stands straight, straining with eyes closed to figure out the question. Shouting, right. The house. We'll find it. It's somewhere around here the last time I saw it. Jim, okay gentlemen, I will see you later. The night is still young. Jim's Lincoln car drives away. No name stands in street. Groggily focuses on Pinch, but Pinch's disposition suddenly changes. All of a sudden, he is now completely sober. He signals to No Name with a good guy quick jerk of head. Let's go. The act is over. It's time to get down to business. They walk towards Casey's house. Small, elegant. One level with garage, exterior, Casey's house, front, sunset. They walk up the driveway to the garage. Pinch stands on his tippy toes and peeks inside, then walks up to the ornate front door, rings doorbell. Ring, ring, ring. He waits. No answer. Gestures for no name to follow him around the side of the house, exterior, Casey's house. Backyard sunset pinch steps up onto the back porch to the kitchen door. There on the porch are a pair of size 12 men's shoes. A deceptive trick to make burglars think someone is home in the house wearing no shoes. He leans far over to his right towards the small kitchen window. On the corner window pane is a small home sentry sign. Pinch takes his brown gloves out of his vest pocket, pulls them on over his hands. Takes off his vest, presses it against the kitchen window. With his other gloved hand he breaks the kitchen window. Smash. He lowers his vest, and shakes the glass off. Pinch, no dog. Beat, no alarm. Pinch looks down at the old brown shoes. Pinch, nobody home. Old trick. This Jaguar guy's from the Middle Ages. Pinch puts on his vest, reaches over and pulls out remaining shards of glass from the corners of the kitchen window. He inserts one large sharp shard of glass into his pants pocket. Holding the window frame he raises himself up, crawls into the house through the broken window. With Pinch unseen inside of the house. No name attempts to climb up through the window also. He struggles, but repeatedly falls down onto the ground. 
he gets the tiny broken pieces of window glass that Pinch shook out on the ground embedded into the palms of his hands. Despite these bloody pricks in his hands he stands up repeatedly, jumping up at the window. Pinch opens the back door, and partially opens the screen door to speak to him. He looks questionably out at no name, Pinch, what the fuck are you doing? Comedic pause. No name lets his body go limp, falls down to the ground one last time. Thump. He stands up, brushes all the dirt off of his pants, while Pinch steps back inside the house, no name follows, cautiously enters through the back door. Interior, Casey's kitchen, darkened, no name follows Pinch. Pinch casually walks through the kitchen, while no name nervously sneaks through. Interior, Casey's living room, Darkened sunset, Casey's living room has a plush sofa, a large easy chair, plush carpeting, and a large chandelier. A small guest bathroom is near the ornate front door, Pinch and No Name walk through the living room, and into the den to their right. Interior, Casey's den, continuous the den has chest of drawers, and an old rollerback desk. Pinch glances around, looks out through window blinds at the suburban neighborhood. He nears the chest of drawers, pulls open the top drawer, rummages through layers of fabrics, and discovers a bag of cocaine plus a gun. A snubbed 38. He lifts them out of the drawer. Pinch, looky here, his personal stash. No name is worried. But Pinch is pleased. Pinch tucks the handgun and the bag of cocaine into his vest pockets. Interior, Casey's living room, darkened sunset Pinch walks through the living room, as no name follows. Pinch nears the ornate front door, flips up the wall switch to the chandelier. The chandelier lights up, illuminating the entire living room. Ah, what a beautiful spectacle. It is even more fascinating because lighting it up at this time is such a bold and reckless act. No names quince. Looking up at the bright glass tears twinkling away. Pinch steps inside the small guest bathroom, while no name stands alone anxiously waiting in the living room. Pinch gets busy in the bathroom. We hear the sound of urination, peeing, and a camel flashing, bathtub handles squeaking, and water filling a bathtub. Interior, Casey's guest bathroom. Pinch pulls the bag of cocaine out of his vest and lies it on top of the toilet tank. He removes his vest and shirt, sets them on the toilet seat, his vest pocket bulging with the gun inside. He looks at the bathroom mirror and notices that he still has dried cake frosting on his ears and part of his neck. Time to wash up. He undresses, carefully removing his pants, mindful of the sharp shard of glass then removes his shoes and socks, underwear, leaving them on the tile floor. Next he steps into the bathtub while it fills with water. Yes, Pinch is a bold son of a bitch. Not knowing when Casey may return home. He takes what he wants, when he wants, and hell be damned. Interior, Casey's living room, evening, no name sits down on one of the sofas, rests. Confused, he leans back and dozes off to sleep, dissolved too, sound, bathtub water draining. Pinch steps out of the guest bathroom barefoot into the living room, wearing only a wet towel. Steam streams out through the doorway. He towels himself off with one hand, while holding the bag of cocaine with the other, 
No name waits and sees him, pinch, ooh man. I feel fresh as a daisy now. I haven't done that in a long time. No shit. Suddenly sound from outside, it is Casey, and his girlfriend Wanda approaching the ornate front door. They are laughing. Casey, voice only, off stage. And then he said, two for the price of one. Get it Wanda. Two for the price of one. Ha 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 Wanda, also voice only, off stage. Oh Casey, ha ha, you terrible. No name collapses onto the living room carpet, the doorknob of the front door turns, Casey and Wanda enter the living room laughing, arms around each other. They are slightly intoxicated, so since Pinch is right in front of them in the midst of their merriment, wearing practically nothing, let's see what Casey and Wanda are wearing. Casey is wearing a silk tropical shirt, tight trash pants. Wanda, 35, Afro-American, a full-bodied and buxom woman, is wearing a sexy red party dress. Now back to the story. Pinch worriedly looks down to see no name conked out on the carpet, but he is not there. Casey and Wanda finally notice Pinch. His wet towel drops down to the carpet floor. Casey and Wanda abruptly stop laughing, now surprised and angry. Casey, hey man, why are you doing in my house? Wait, I know you, yeah. You're the cake-covered drunk son of a bitch passed out near that dumpster. So you wanna take your clothes off in my house, do you? You got the fucking nerve to stand here all naked in my house. You some kind of house-to-house -house pervert are you? Casey nears Pinch, grabs him, okay, motherfucker. He forces Pinch into the guest bathroom. Interior, Casey's guest bathroom. Casey snatches the bag of cocaine away from Pinch, I'll take that son of a bitch. Tosses bag into sink. Looks at bathroom mirror, all steamed up. Casey puts two and two together. Casey bellows out, no one touches a thang in Mar Castillo. Comprend day? And no motherfucking pickpocket is gonna touch my bathroom. Use my what tar. He forces Pinch to sit on the toilet seat. Now get them damn greasy pants off of my floor, and put them on. Keeping his eyes on Casey the whole time, Pinch puts on his pants. Wanda steps into the doorway, and watches, she enters the bathroom, hands Casey a shotgun. Casey, to Pinch, you motherfucker. All right, get up. Casey grabs the bag of cocaine from out of the sink. Nudges pinched with the shotgun barrel out into the living room, interior, Casey's living room, evening, Casey behind pinch with shotgun. Wanda follows into the living room, Casey touches shotgun muzzle to pinch's testicles. Pinch freaks, but remains stationary. Casey, do you believe in God motherfucker? Then you better start praying now. Casey grins, removes the shotgun from pinch's testicles. He sits down comfortably on his easy chair, while positioning the shotgun on the armrest pointing straight at Pinch, Wanda slides up onto other armrest. Casey opens the bag of cocaine, fiddles around in it with his hand, and snorts a little off his fingertips. Looks up at Pinch. Damn you're one ugly motherfucker. You wanna take my coke? Come on, come and get it. Take it. You want it? Shouts, take it. 
Casey slides his hand into his own pants pocket, pulls out a wallet, pinches stolen wallet, God damn it, this what you want? You come all the way over here to get your wallet back did your? That's the reason and how come you're here, all naked in my house? What? Did your mother give your that wallet? Pinch puts his hand in his own pocket, pretending ignorance of missing his wallet, but he's actually grabbing the shard of glass. Casey disgusted, throws the wallet at Pinch. Pinch stooping over almost misses it, but clumsily does manage to catch it. Pinch shoves the wallet into his other pants pocket. Casey. Remorseful, so it ain't Marco that you're wanted after all. You wanted your wallet back. But why you have to break into my house man? Don't y'all know I saved your ass from those gang members who had beat up on your? Okay, maybe I shouldn't have taken your wallet. Especially if it had sentimental value. He calms down. And rests the shotgun between his own armpit pointing it at Pinch. He opens the bag of cocaine, putting his face deep down into it. He scoops up a large amount of cocaine with his hand, snorting up through his nose as much as possible. You do have balls though, breaking into my house to get it. Maybe I could use a man like you. But Pinch doesn't buy any of this. Now is his chance. He springs into action. Nervously throws the wet towel onto Casey's face, holds out the shard of glass, jumps at Casey, slitting open the bottom of the bag. Cocaine pours out from the bottom of the bag, all over Casey's legs and over the carpet. Casey struggles to remove the wet towel off of his face. Pinch bravely leaps onto Casey, fighting to take the shotgun. Wanda falls off the sofa armrest and onto her butt on the floor. Casey and Pinch struggle to take the shotgun, the barrel pointing upwards. It fires, destroying the chandelier. We see a huge explosion of glass shattering over the living room. Pieces of glass fall everywhere, showering, twinkling down. Time slows, slow motion. Casey and Wanda bend over, shield their faces with their arms. Casey still has the shotgun. Pinch runs into the guest bathroom, slams the door shut. We hear the musical sound in slow motion of falling pieces of glass. Casey. Emotional. Crying, oh shit. Look what your did to my chandelier. That was my Madre's chandelier. My mother's man. I told you, this is my castillo. Everything in it is me. It's mine it's a part of me. Casey approaches the locked guest bathroom door with the shotgun. Interior, Casey's guest bathroom. Pinch fritters around inside the bathroom, then shouts out to Casey, now what are you gonna do? Big shot. You gonna break your own door down, you're gonna shoot a part of yourself to pieces. Casey, voice only. Stressed out. Losing his mind, you little piece of shit. You're like a shy little bride on her wedding day. Come on out of there now. Daddy wants to talk. Come on out of there. Pinch sees the doorknob jiggling. Casey, voice only. Won't come out. We'll see about that. Interior, Casey's living room. Bellowing like King Kong. I am the mighty Casey. No one destroys my Madre's chandelier. 
interior, Casey's guest bathroom Pinch takes handgun out of his vest pocket resting on the toilet seat, interior, Casey's kitchen, evening, Wanda enters the kitchen, flipping up the wall switch, the ceiling light turns on. We see no name hiding behind the kitchen table, crouched in the corner. Wanda does not see him, busy noticing her broken kitchen window. Wanda, ornuts. Look what he did when he broke in. What a mess. She opens her silverware drawer, and forges through it. Finds an old steak knife, takes it. Then exits the kitchen, no name watching her stooped down behind the kitchen table avoiding being seen. Interior, Casey's living room, evening. Casey tucks the shotgun under his armpit while jiggling the steak knife inside the bathroom door lock. Interior, Casey's guest bathroom sound, metal scraping on metal pinch looks at the keyhole under the doorknob. Interior, Casey's living room. Strange psychotic moment, no name rushes out from the kitchen. Casey suddenly turns to see him, points the shotgun at him, Casey, what the f? Who the hell are you? No name grabs the shotgun away from Casey, its barrel pointing to the rear, aimed at Wanda. But more, Pinch quickly swings open the bathroom door. Casey turns towards Pinch. Pinch shoots Casey three times in the stomach. Casey bends over looking around in shock. Wanda, behind no name, screams in horror. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Casey lurches forward, tries to grab his shotgun away from no name. But in his bloody clumsiness accidentally pulls the trigger of the shotgun. Hitting Wanda in her right side. Wanda screams bloody murder. I'm shot. I'm shot. No name drops the shotgun. Wanda, holding her bleeding side, is face to face with no name. Pinch grabs no name's arm quickly leads him out through the rear of the living room, music. Casey Jones, by the Grateful Dead, interior, Casey's kitchen, evening, Pinch and No Name run out in a panic through the kitchen, out the back door. Casey manages to pick up his shotgun, but overcome with pain he staggers through the living room. He is bent over clutching his bleeding stomach. He turns to Wanda and yells, kill them. Wanda runs into their bedroom, all the while Casey determined, vehemently saying, kill them. Kill them. Vamos. The horror matelis. Wanda quickly returns holding a long-range rifle with a scope, the music continues. Casey Jones, by the grateful dead, she runs through the kitchen, out the back door, exterior, Casey's backyard, evening, pinch and no name stumble over lawn chairs as they run. Wanda steps off the back porch, chases them. They leap over a three-foot-high white picket fence. Exterior, a succession of backyards, evening, pinch and no-name leap and stumble through the many backyards, obstacle courses of lawn furniture, or children's swings, or baby pools, or tents and camping gear, or a picnic bench, or broken bikes with stripped gears, or rusted grills with propane tanks, or heaps of lumber everywhere. The clutter of backyard suburbia, all adding to their fears. In the background, we see Wanda chasing after them, she takes aim with the rifle, lowers it, runs, takes aim again, runs, takes aim again, repeatedly. 
Finally Pinch and No Name arrive at a tall wooden fence, that they attempt to climb. Wanda aims, fires. Pinch slides down, leaning against the fence, reaches behind himself and feels his back, oh, shit. He brings his hand near his face, looks at blood. Chuckles knowing he is dying. Fondly looks up at No Name and with bloody hand takes No Name's wallet out of his pants pocket, hands it up to him, thanks Santa. It was good while it lasted. No Name takes his wallet back, it is covered in blood. Pinch immediately slumps over, dead. No Name repeatedly jumps trying to clear the wooden fence. Wanda fires the rifle again. Misses no name but hits Pinch's already dead head, splattering it onto the fence. Splash. This scares no name so much that he manages to climb over the fence and jumps down onto the other side. Dissolve too, interior, Casey's living room, evening, Casey struggles to reach his easy chair. The living room carpet is covered with glass fragments and blood. Wanda enters, her hand on her bleeding side puts down the rifle, and helps Casey to his easy chair. Casey bleeds profusely from his stomach. Damn it, Wanda. I'm dripping blood all over my favorite chair. And what about you? Are you shot bad? Are you shot bad, Wanda? She helps him sit in his easy chair, I'm okay. Don't you worry about me. And don't worry about the chair. It will come out. Don't you worry. We'll make it like new again, honey bunch. Wanda picks up the wet towel that Pinch used, presses it onto Casey's stomach to stop the bleeding. Casey attempts to stand up. Casey, blood all over my chair. Did you get them? Wanda, yeah, I got them all right. Shot them dead. They're rotting in hell now. You just sit down now and shut up. He clenches his teeth, screams in pain. Ah. Wanda, I'm calling 911. Casey looks at the cocaine all over his easy chair and carpet. Casey, no baby, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do that. Wanda backs away towards the guest bathroom. Wanda, all right. All right. Hold on. Let me get another towel. Interior, Casey's guest bathroom, Wanda enters the guest bathroom, sees Pincher's vest and shirt on the toilet seat. She angrily grabs the towel off the towel rack. Interior, Casey's living room, evening, returning, she sees Casey dead in easy chair, his head back, mouth wide open. Wanda, sick and tired, sadly stares at him. Drops to her knees. Exterior, Mission Street, night. No name aimlessly walks along Mission Street towards Woodward Street. The high street lights bother his eyes, dissolve too, exterior, row of Victorian houses with flats, Woodward Street, night, the street lights overhead continue to bother the eyes of no name as he walks slowly up the residential neighborhood. Exterior, Victorian house with Adela's flat, night, Margarita. 22, Latina, slender, beautiful, wearing a silk nightgown. She sits casually on the porch steps of the six-flat Victorian house, smoking a cigarette. Her mother, Adela, 45, Latina, short, chubby, opens the front door just enough to lean out and call to Margarita. She tells Margarita to get ready for Helio, 
and to make a good impression on him, assures her that she will like him, orders her to put out a cigarette. Adela. Margarita, adelante, y preparad, porque él va a llegar muy pronto, y quiero que le des una buena impresión, él es una buena persona, y te encanta, apaga el cigarrillo. Margarita flicks the cigarette into the small front yard. She steps through the front door into the house. Exterior, Woodward Street, night, a yellow Mustang car parks on Woodward Street. No name, slowly walks nearby along the sidewalk. Julio, 24, Latino, handsome, a dignified young man steps out of the car. He is dressed in modern stylish clothes and holding a box of chocolates. He crosses the street and walks along the sidewalk leading to Margarita's house. No name follows him, curiously. Julio stops at the end of house's front walkway and looks at the house number, making sure he's at the right place. No name approaches him. No name, schools me. I wonder if you could help me. I'm lost. Julio is very accommodating, Julio. Graciously, well ah. Uh, do you know your street address? No name, no. I don't know it. Julio do you have an ID? A wallet? No name takes out his wallet from his pants pocket. It has pinches blood on it, but Julio does not see the blood. No name opens it, looking through it. He takes out the business card from the board and care. Julio takes the business card and reads it. Oh! Is this where you live? This isn't too far from here. At board and care, he takes out his cell phone but his batteries are dead. With all his preparations for his date, he just had to forget something. Just give me a moment, I'll be right back. Julio walks up the front walkway and up the step of the front porch. He rings the doorbell. Adela opens the front door and greets him. Hola bienvenido. Usted es Julio como está gusto de conocerlo. Yo soy la mamá de Margarita. She notices no name standing on the walkway, and finds it odd, then resumes welcoming Julio. Soy esta usted, y un gusto de conocerla también. She touches his shoulder, escorting him through the front door. Interior, Margarita's house, Adela and Julio stand in the reception foyer. Behind them is the stairway to the upper floors. Adela assures him that Margarita will be right down. Margarita, ella va a bajar en un minuto. Julio tells her about this gentleman outside who needs his help. Asks if he can use her telephone. Está bien como disculpe, ya moleste. Pero afuera hay un caballero, que necesita mi abuda para encontrar su casa. Puedo usar su teléfono por favor. No me demoraré mucho. Adela invites him upstairs. But first he hands Adela the box of chocolates. She smiles and takes it. They live on the third floor. Si con gusto. Vivimos en el tercer de piso. Sígame. Julio follows her up two flights of stairs. A fat elderly Latino neighbor on the second floor opens his flat door and peeks out at them. Adela and Julio walk up two more flights. She opens the door to her flat. Interior. Adela's Victorian flat, there is a long hallway that spans to the front end lined with small furnishings and doorways. Adela politely steps aside and allows Julio to enter. Está en la pared de la cocina, cerca del cuarto de Margarita. Está bien, gracias. 
Tengo la tarjeta del caballero. Él no vino muy lejos de aquí. Adela and Julio enter the kitchen on the right. Ahí tienes. Her cell phone is on the kitchen table. She hands it to him. He informs her that he may have to leave to drive the gentleman home. Oh, gracias. Probablemente. Lo tengo que llevar yo a su casa. Interior, Margarita's bedroom. End of hallway, Margarita's room is at the front of the building. She is getting dressed. She is wearing only a skirt and a bra. A lit cigarette is burning in a glass mug on her vanity dresser. While she holds up three blouses to choose from she repeatedly leans over and takes quick drags off her cigarette. With the small remains of the cigarette dangling from her mouth, she chooses one of the blouses and puts the other two blouses back in her closet. She walks over to the front window and flicks the cigarette butt out. Outside, below, the cigarette butt almost hits no name but he doesn't notice. Margarita notices him standing there below. Startled by his appearance. That old guy is her date. Is her mother crazy? Dios mío. Él es Julio. Ella está loco. She runs out of her room barefoot, wearing only her skirt and bra. She worriedly runs through the hallway and into the kitchen. She sees her mother, Adela standing, waiting for Julio. She doesn't notice Julio on the telephone. Margarita questions her mother why Julio outside is an older white guy. She expected a younger guy, her own age. Si es él, él es una persona blanca mayor. Y pensé que él era más joven, como yo. No estúpida. Adela gestures frantically with her arms, points to Julio, tells her to go finished getting dressed. No es el Julio. Termina de vestirle y apúrate porque... Margarita suddenly notices Julio using the telephone. Julio turns and notices her, and he wiggles his fingers, hello, with no names card in same hand. Julio, into the cell phone, if you could please give me directions, I will return him home to you. Meet, well, thank you, but it's really no trouble. I'd be glad to. Margarita looks down at her bra, and then at him. Embarrassed. But pleased with Julio's good looks, she recoils away, back to her bedroom, while Adela shouts to her that he may have to leave for now, but he will be right back. Él está usando el teléfono. Saldrá por un minuto. Y regresará muy pronto. Oy, oy, oy. Julio, into the cell phone, all right then. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. He hands her back her cell phone, excusing himself. Disculpame. No me tardo. Regreso muy pronto. Adela is apologetic about Margarita's appearance and how she didn't realize he was there. Ah, ah, discúlpame Margarita. Ella no sabía que usted estaba allí. Mis disculpas. Para Margarita. Pero bien, puedo hacer el necesita mi ayuda. Interior, Adela's Victorian flat hallway. Julio walks to the front door. Margarita cautiously peeks her head out of her bedroom, still in bra and skirt, and watches him leave. When Julio is gone, she steps out of her bedroom, running back to the kitchen doorway. Asks where he's going. Disappointed that she has to wait. Adela tells her that he has a good heart, helping a poor lost man, and she will just have to wait. 
Él regresará muy pronto. Él tiene un buen corazón. She hands Margarita the box of chocolates. Margarita takes it, realizing that this Julio may be an okay guy. She nods, with a renewed feeling that this date might turn okay after all. She slowly walks thinking about it to her room, looks out the window, looks tenderly down at Julio helping no name, the lost gentleman. Exterior, Adela's Victorian flat, front, night Julio is helping no name, lying on the walkway, helping him to stand. No name stands. Julio walks him across the street to his yellow Mustang. He guides no name into the passenger seat, then runs around to get into the driver's side. Interior, exterior, Julio's yellow Mustang car, traveling along Woodward Street, night. Julio, don't worry. I'll have you home in no time. They are expecting you. No name, my home. No name leans against the passenger side door window, and sadly looks out. Julio, puzzled, where is your home? No name on that card. In a board and care. No name gazes up at the moon in the night sky. Julio humors him. Ah, I see. Do you remember your name yet? Yes, Neiman. My name is Neiman. Dissolve too. Exterior. Board and care gravel parking lot. Night. The Mustang moves slowly along the gravel parking lot, making loud crunching noises. It stops near the back door of the board and care. Victoria, the manager of the board and care, 53, Filipino, runs down the back porch. She opens the passenger door and assists no name out of the car. Julio gets out of the car and waves to her. Hello. I hope he'll be all right now. While Victoria helps no name up the porch steps. She nods a thank you to Julio. Thank you, sir. Thank you very, very much. Julio, goodbye any man sir. Take care of yourself. He gets back into his car. Backs it out of the gravel parking lot, tires making more crunching noises. Victoria assists no name up the porch steps. Interior, board and care living room, night. She helps no name into the living room, carefully seats him on the sofa, you stay here. He sits on the sofa, quiet and somber. Motionless. Deadpan. What the hell happened today while he was out? He remembers going out. Something about someone. It probably wasn't important anyways. He begins to smile. Glad that he remembers his name once again. A smile spreads over his whole face. He slides off the sofa, down onto his knees. His name is Neiman. Neiman puts his hands up in front of his face, palms together. And prays. Exterior, aerial view, night. Rising higher and higher over the board and care, the side streets of San Francisco, and the main highways come into our view. Further over suburbia we look down at the cluttered backyards, separated by white wooden fences. The End <laughs>